they lead lives of quiet desperation. That is, often they find themselves in situations uh, in which they're willing to take risks in order to change the situation. Situation to a better one, probably. Now, if you watch any film or any such thing, you get an idea. Not that a film is a real representation of reality as such, but, you know, can sense that, you know, everything is not quite so happy and carefree as people would like to believe. So I repeat this sentence again. The mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. Okay. So he continues, what is called resignation is confirmed desperation. Now, the word resignation, okay, the uh, word resignation, of course, has got uh, more than one meaning. It means when you give up a job, for example, okay, resignation means that you tell your employer that you're leaving your job. Another meaning of resignation. Secondary meaning of the word resignation is it's a sad feeling of accepting something that you do not like because you cannot easily change it, right? So it you have it says that you know uh, resignation is a sad feeling of accepting something because. You cannot easily change it. So what it would seem to imply is that the mass of men are, you know, they are sad because they are what? They have to accept something that they do not like because they cannot easily change it. Okay. Uh, so, for example, you can take uh, a person in a job, you know, which uh, is not interested in, okay? Okay. So, in that case, he would have to accept his situation because he cannot easily give it up, right? So, that feeling is called resignation. And this is the feeling that is present in the mass of men, according to Toro, right? They are resigned to their life, okay? They cannot easily change it, okay? So while people say that they will have to accept their fate, it is actually in reality at bottom, it is confirmed desperation, right? Confirmed desperation. So uh, now this uh, might uh, seem to be pessimistic and people would like, to you know, believe that everything is actually in a happy state. But here we're seeing what might be the reality uh, in the lives of many people. So what do people do to you know, yeah, feel better, let's say. Let's say to feel better, to make themselves happier. Here it says, here Toro says, 
from the desperate city you go into the desperate country and have to console yourself with the bravery of minks and muskrats right so people who live in the city they feel this feeling of desperation okay they are confined to a situation they cannot easily change from the desperate city you go into the desperate country so they go to the countryside to have a holiday right into the desperate country and uh, there they think you know because they are off the grid or you know because they're surrounded by nature or because uh, they are uh, you know like uh, uh, in the calmness and tranquility of nature okay uh, they are they can uh, you know forget about their worries right but there uh, in order to forget their worries they have to console themselves with the bravery of minks and muskrats <coughs> so how do they get a bit of diversion from their uh, you know from their from whatever is making them desperate how do they get a little bit of respite from whatever is making them desperate they have to console themselves with the bravery of minks and muskrats so they go hunting minks and muskrats are animals so they take a gun and they sort of uh, you know uh, they uh, you know uh, go hunting and this will make them forget their uh, you know worries for a while divert their mind so to speak but okay and thoro continues a stereotype but unconscious despair is concealed even in under what are called the games and amusements of mankind mankind so commonly people say that recreation the word recreation means recreation you create yourself again and again and recreation is a term used for games and amusement uh for example in uh, uh theme parks and you know in tourist places right so re- the people often take to recreation they have a sport or a hobby that they would like to uh, you know pursue uh, as their main interest okay so uh these uh, commonly do the trick okay they divert the mind of uh, the worries or whatever is making the people desperate the games and amusement of mankind but thoro says that a stereotype but unconscious despair is concealed even under what are called the games and amusements of mankind uh, so uh, so uh okay so uh okay so uh, this is a stereotype this is a typical typical unconscious despair now it's become unconscious the despair has become unconscious right is not consciously thought about and not consciously uh, uh the people don't consciously think about trying to overcome the problem they unconsciously desperate and this is typical 
and this stereotype and unconscious despair is concealed even under what are called the games and amusements of mankind okay now uh, you might think that thoreau being a philosopher and you know he would talk about uh, something uh, like he was a transcendentalist so he would try to console us with uh, you know how uh, divine being is taking care of us and etc etc many of the statements of religion right so many of the statements of religion right so here what thoreau is doing is he thoreau was also not only a mystic philosopher he could not only sense the you know the uh, the spirit behind the uh, the reality of the world he could sense uh, that uh, spiritual substratum or uh, you know whatever is transcends across all nature he could sense that but here is bringing it down talking about a typical you know person a layman a typical person on uh, in any place right in any city you can say so here is talking about mankind so uh, so this is the reality that uh, he sees right that people are quietly desperate and uh, you know they are resigned to their lives or even to their fates right and that uh, they try to divert their minds uh, by going to less uh, crowded places like the countryside uh, to hunt and of course they have these games and amusements which with which uh, they try to you know forget the um, situation for a while right uh so why is there no uh, why do games uh, and amusements why do they have this uh, substratum it says there is no play in them so well, this comes after work so often people have to work right uh, so they have to go through the mill the grind you know go through the 9 to 5 or whatever timing now that is present now across the world right so they have to go through the mill the grind the daily grind and this uh, uh the okay so after work after work uh they probably you know there is no play in them right there's no play in the games and amusements right uh so uh okay uh, so um so commonly uh, you know what thoreau says about work is that people are ridden by the routine of their work uh, thoreau or some other philosopher is ridden by the routine of their work putting the same uh, rule over and over again okay uh, uh, applying it uh, not just to one situation but to many different situations all based on the same Uh, you know uh, basic uh, rule so people have to work so uh, so uh, after work uh, they feel probably you know that 
there is no play in in the games and amusements or in the hunting right because uh, okay so the spirit of play of course is when you know when everything is flowing freely both the emotions and thoughts uh, they are flowing freely uh, and uh, you're engaged in something which you're not conscious of but in which you are uh for example let's say moving like going jogging or something right so after work they try to indulge in games and movements but you know uh this uh, burden of routine or whatever other factors may be associated with the work it doesn't allow them to you know free themselves of uh their uh, uh, craft, let's say, craft, right? Because uh, they describe most professions as, you know, crafts because you have to apply the same rules over and over again, right? Uh, so uh, it comes after work. Uh, so it might seem, this whole paragraph might seem to point out that work is the element which uh, produces this feeling of quiet desperation. you can understand especially you know when you don't know how to do the work right that's when it really comes in right then at that time you probably you know people probably will resign the other situation uh, you know associated with work i mean taking only this paragraph and trying to uh, it uh, in the perspective of the word work right uh, so what does work mean that you know you have to follow a craft or a routine or you have to uh, you know not really be um, the emotional content doesn't come into it right so this might be the reason why people lead lives of quiet desperation okay but uh, here in the very last sentence of this paragraph toro seems to offer uh, you know uh, a sort of moral let's say right he says okay what is the um, okay what is the let's say call it the moral of this situation that most people seem to be it is that it is a characteristic of wisdom not to do desperate things by desperate things you know probably also means all the accepted uh, uh things we see on the news you know like uh, you know violence and all that okay so this might be a uh, you know a product of uh, you know um there really no need to get into desperate situations if we are wise okay uh, so uh, how people will acquire the wisdom about the work is open to question okay uh, okay now thoro also uh, 
continue with this chapter, we will see Thoreau's uh, opinion, I mean, Thoreau's, uh, you know, understanding of why people are so desperate. And in fact, uh, he answers this, you know, the question, why are people so desperate about uh, in their lives? And he says, uh, he continues in the next paragraph, he says, when we consider what the use of the catechism is the chief end of man, okay? Is the chief end of man. And what are the true necessaries and means of life? It appears as if men had deliberately chosen the common mode of living because they preferred it to any other, right? So here, uh, Thoreau is quoting the words of a catechism. Catechism uh, is probably you know, one of those proverbial statements found in the Bible, right? So why, uh, what is the chief end of man? Why is man, you know, what is he going, what has he to do? Okay, what's the chief end of man? What's the goal or purpose of, uh, you know, what he does? And uh, so if we were to consider what it is that a person has to do, and what are the true necessaries and means of life? So here it comes down to it. Uh, in fact, I can go. Uh, okay, uh, bit further in this chapter and quote Thoreau about uh, when he tells us what are the true necessaries of life. See the true necessaries of life, which nobody can do without our food, clothing shelter and fuel, right? So without these, you cannot do anything, right? You cannot do without food, you cannot do without clothing, you cannot do without shelter, and you cannot do without fuel, right? In the West, you cannot do without fuel because so forth. So people have to, you know, these are the true necessaries of life. You have to satisfy these uh, in whatever way possible, right? And you also have to consider the means in which with which you get these necessaries, right? You have to consider not only the true necessaries, but also the means with which you get these few necessaries, four necessaries, necessaries, right? So people, mm, okay. Uh, Okay, so see, people have to satisfy these basic necessities as a cause, and they have to consider the means with which to satisfy them. So, so the question that is uh, the statement that is made by Thoreau is when we consider what is the chief end of man and what are the true necessities and means of life, okay? Uh, it appears as if men had deliberately chosen the common mode of living because they preferred it to any other, right? Yet they honestly think there is no choice left. Hmm? So you see, the common mode of living 
is commonly uh, whatever the common mode of living is they prefer it to any other mode of life you know in general the common mode of life is they try to do uh, you know the work they do they get a job okay and they go through the daily grind okay and uh, at the and uh, they live on what they earn right so and uh, okay uh, you know uh, they sort of think that if they did not have this uh, you know what commonly people do get a job get a um, living okay etc etc uh thoreau says they they do that because they prefer it to any other so what is the other way of satisfying these necessities so here again i jump a bit forward to mention what thoreau tells us about in this chapter he tells us exactly how a person can get shelter food and clothing and at the same time have leisure uh, to pursue his uh, proper pursuits right so this is thoreau's answer at least he tells us that you know there are the true necessities and you know the means taken to obtain them right so um so what thoreau ad, uh, will suggest later on uh, is the you know pastoral the rural life he built a cabin on the shore of warden pond okay by himself he supplied himself with uh, food for himself by uh, you know farming subsistence farming uh, not subsistence farming he actually economized in everything and uh, he also provided himself with uh, clothing you know thick uh, shoes thick uh, pantaloons thick shirt coat hat etc right and he you know it's an experiment that he tried to see that you know if uh, there are any alternatives to you know the 9 to 5 daily uh, uh, being uh, Uh, written by the routine of the craft to buy themselves with food clothing shelter and fuel okay so this uh, whole chapter is an answer uh to this uh, you know uh, daily grind of work which as we just saw is uh, maybe i mean is uh, uh, is uh, is uh, what is uh, responsible for the lives of quiet desperation of many of the people so why do people do whatever they want to do 
to supply themselves with the basic necessities okay and thoros answer is that you know actually he tells us how we can earn shelter food and clothing and still have time you know for our proper pursuits okay whatever we interest in for almost 6 months of the year okay so you know you can be free for 6 months of the year if you lead a pastoral life that is uh, again i'm jumping forward i'm jumping forward once you plant uh, the crop and once you you know you have to harvest it even you have to and you are supplied with the uh, food and uh, you know you build your own shelter and supply them. you have almost 6 months of the year free to pursue your proper pursuits so this is thoros answer to uh, modern uh, uh, life okay so um so to continue with this paragraph from uh, the thoros uh, yet they honestly think there is no choice left right uh and says but alert and healthy natures remember that the sun rose clear right so um you see uh you see people are ridden by the routine again i'm quoting that because that's what it is work is nothing but uh, the routine and the application of the same or same all or different old routes to the same situation or different situations right uh when you have the routine of the craft uh you tend to become uh, sort of um, you know uh dull like that okay what thoros says alert and healthy natures remember that the sun rose clear so those who, whose minds are clear okay they see the sunrise new every day right uh, it rises new every day so every day there's a different possibility okay every day brings a new opportunity or something like that right the sun rose clear right every day is a new day right it is never too late to give up our prejudices so here thoros advocating that you know we give up uh, prejudices you know like we cannot do without this or we cannot do without that right uh so uh, uh for example you know he says uh you know uh, uh there are as many ways of earning a living as can as radii can be drawn from one center uh, what it means is that you know you have to earn your living there's no doubt about that but you know people think uh, this is the only way and we cannot do without this or that but uh, and i'm quoting toro here he says there are many ways of earning a living as radii can be drawn from one center you have a circle and you can draw innumerable radii that is exactly how many radii can be drawn and it's exactly how many ways of living can be tried okay uh thoro gives a lot of advice you know about how we can use our wisdom uh, to avoid the desperation 
uh, of the craft. Uh, we'll see more some of them later on. So what it means is that uh, you know we must um, you know uh, remember that uh, you know uh, we should not have prejudices or you know set notions about our lives because uh, there are different possibilities open things like that even if you're stuck in the same job you know it's like uh, you can do something uh, new or you can do something um, like uh, um, like uh, inspirational or things like that okay uh, even in the same job you can achieve or let's say or you can really you can have uh, you can avoid the desperation in many ways okay and that's what Thoreau is um, making clear here right and you know when he says uh, alert and healthy nature remember that the sun rose clear so and uh, it is never too late to give up our prejudices right so um then uh, he continues, you know, with the same uh, treatment of uh, work, routine work. And uh, he says, uh, no way of thinking or doing, however ancient, can be trusted without proof. What everybody echoes or in silence, okay, or in silence, um, Okay. Or in silence, uh, passes by as true today may turn out to be falsehood tomorrow, mere smoke of opinion, which some had trusted for a cloud that would sprinkle fertilizing rain on their fields. Uh, so, so, what some people do is uh, they echo. Uh, what the other people through, right? They follow the beaten track. So some people echo what other people think of as true. And some others pass by it in silence, right? <laughs> Whatever may be thought to be true or not true today may turn out to be falsehood tomorrow. Whatever we think is uh, real today may turn out to be falsehood tomorrow, right? Uh, whatever we, okay? And uh, this uh, thing, uh, this, whatever we believe in may be mere smoke of opinion, mere smoke, right? It just vanishes, which some had trusted for a cloud that would sprinkle fertilizing rain on their field. Some people might have thought, you know, it would uh, better their condition or the, uh, they would trust uh, uh, their whole, uh, you know, uh, whatever thing they can afford to, uh, you know, whatever they can afford to, um, you know, wager, let's say, right? Uh, okay. And they would think it would sprinkle fertilizing the rain, right? But it may, oh, okay. It may turn out to be mere smoke of opinion, right? So this shows, uh, you know, that uh, people depend on this or that, but, uh, you know, uh, 
it may turn out to be uh, you know like a, a figment of the imagination okay um okay so uh, as an example thoreau says gives this makes a statement what old people say you cannot do you try and you find that you can uh, so commonly people who are you know stereotyped you know people who are uh, old and let's uh, call them uh, you know for want of a better word we'll call them veterans okay what old people say you cannot do you try and find that you can right so people will generally say you know you can't do that and you know it's impossible and you'll never succeed right uh, but you know if you if a person tries he find that he can right so here okay old deeds for old people and uh, okay new deeds for new right so uh, you know um the older generation have done what they could and they have succeeded okay to an extent right old deeds for old people and new deeds for new but it doesn't mean that uh, the rules which uh, hold true for the older generation should also hold true for the new generation okay the younger generation so you know times keep changing and uh, you know uh, we have to adapt uh, to the situation things like that right so here what toro saying is old deeds for the old people and new deeds for the new uh so here toro saying that you know whatever people suggest or even insist that a person should do uh, whatever people whether they may be 